I want to take you somewhere in New York City. See if you can guess where we are. Hear that? It's a 19th century piano composition by Eric Satie. Now picture a fresh flower arrangement in an antique urn, a full-length mirror. Everything around is sparkling. There's a pleasant scent, floral and fresh, it's wafting through the air. Any ideas? We're in a bathroom. A public bathroom. Smack dab in the middle of Manhattan, just a block and a half from Times Square. This is the restroom at Bryant Park, open to all, every day, for free. It's a little New York open secret. It's, a, it's almost like Chronicles of Narnia when they open the closet and there's a whole world waiting for them in the closet. That's what it's like. It's nothing like it. I'm Abigail Keel, and this is Atlas Obscura, a celebration of the world's strange, incredible, and utilitarian places. Today, we're making a pit stop in New York's finest public bathroom. What does it take to keep a bathroom in one of America's dirtiest cities clean? Nay, sparkling. And how did a public park wind up with the nicest lavatory in town? We'll meet the folks responsible in just a minute. If you're looking for a place where the wide open skies and the towering mountains inspire you to find an untapped part of yourself, you might want to take a trip to Wyoming. It's a place where bold, curious spirits forge their own way on all types of adventures. There is no shortage of iconic, expansive landscapes out there. You can discover breathtaking hikes, stunning state parks, authentic Western culture, and other historic sites— along with the tales of famous outlaws like Butch Cassidy and pioneers like Buffalo Bill Cody. The truth lies west. Discover yours at TravelWyoming.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. who's ever visited or lived in New York City knows there's only one truth in this place. Pee when you have the chance. You never know when your train's going to get stuck or your cab's going to hit traffic or you're going to get lost in that forested part of Central Park with all the windy paths. There's always a line to wait in and an iced coffee to drink while you wait in said line. So you pee when you can and where you can, which the options are sometimes limited. According to a 2019 report from the city, New York has just 16 public restrooms per 100,000 people. It ranks at the bottom of the list of American cities. And that's assuming you know where to look to find the bathroom, 
I mean, we don't all have a friend like Seinfeld's George Costanza. Anywhere in the city, I'll tell you the best public toilet. <laughs> okay. 54th and 6th. Sperry Rand Building, 14th floor, Morgan Apparel. Mention my name. She'll give you the key. <laughs> it truly takes an encyclopedic knowledge for a successful day out in New York, especially if you want to avoid a disgusting latrine, which, let me tell you, can be a challenge. Enter Dan Biederman. I say to my staff, you know, 1969, the United States put a man on the moon, and therefore this is not as big a challenge <laughs> to run a public restroom very well. It's easier. Dan is the president of Bryant Park Management Corporation, which runs the facilities of Bryant Park, including the bathrooms. And his offices are in the same building as ours at Stitcher, right across the street from Bryant Park. So I went all the way upstairs to speak with him. Turns out, it's a pretty nice view from the 24th floor. Yeah, so The nice. restroom is right um, in that direction. Yeah, I see it hidden back there. <laughs> the lavatory is housed in a small, ornate stone building on the north edge of the park, along 42nd Street. It's just three stalls in the women's room and one plus two urinals in the men's. Rows of gorgeous mature trees line the path that leads to the building, which has undergone multiple renovations since Dan's company got involved over 40 years ago. Back in the 70s, the bathrooms weren't even functional. Everything was broken in the park. There was graffiti on everything. The hedges were overgrown. The lawn was either a dust bowl or muddy, depending on the season. It wasn't cared for. Drugs were being traded at every entrance, um, a lot of crime, 500 felonies a year, which is a lot for a small park. And, yeah, uh, we're talking one square block, basically, yeah. less than. Yeah, I mean, just a uh, smell of urine and human feces around, so it was um, a very unsavory situation. Not great. Now, Bryant Park also backs right up to the New York Public Library's main branch, it's another gorgeous old building, and all kinds of events would happen in the library. Events that brought through donors. Dan says it's thanks to one of these donors that the park and its privies got some much-needed attention. Her name was Brooke Astor, a socialite and heiress to a fur-trading fortune. Mrs. Astor was so offended by the conditions around the library that she asked David Rockefeller personally to get involved and start up an effort to fix the surrounds of the library, which was Bryant Park. After Mrs. Astor's complaints, the Rockefellers created a private fund to renovate Bryant Park. The city welcomed the investment. They just needed someone who could take on the project. I won the competition for that job. This was 1982. Dan was just a young MBA with an interest in urban renewal. But he got to work. Right away, he says, he knew the bathrooms were important. If you want people to stay in a park, you need to give them somewhere to go. So they did studies and surveys to find out what people like in a restroom experience and what other facilities in midtown Manhattan had to offer. Dan says he wanted the final product to be nice enough that even Mrs. Astor would have felt at home. Now, I can't speak to any impressions the bathroom may have had on the socialite, but I do know it's made an impression on social media. Run, and I mean seriously run. Do not walk to the Bryant Park public bathrooms. From the amazing scents they pump into the air, to the fresh flowers, to the classical music playing, and to the art on the wall, I mean seriously, what more could you want from the bathroom? I literally felt like... This is the TikTok account, Got2GoNYC. 
The woman who runs the account, Teddy Siegel, documents nice public restrooms across the city. Bryant Park has been featured numerous times. Dan's not surprised the public is impressed by the bathroom, especially after its $300,000 renovation in 2017. As time has gone on, it's become more famous. You're greeted as you go in with a bouquet of flowers that's in the vestibule. And our aim in doing that was to tell females particularly that this is a restroom you can trust because the, the feeling would be, why would they have all these beautiful flowers here if this was a crummy restroom experience? So they are um, swayed by that, and women trust the restroom by now. The men's room has floral arrangements too, by the way, so I guess we all like flowers. But we don't all spend $14,000 a year on them. That's what Dan says is the budget at Bryant Park. The bathroom as a whole has an annual operating cost of about $275,000. But this budget comes from private money, not public money. No tax dollars pay for the toilet paper or the air freshener. Dan's company, the Bryant Park Management Corporation, raises the money through concessions, grants, and fees from surrounding businesses. The city owns the land, but contracts BPMC to manage the park. The arrangement has been a successful private-public partnership for over 40 years. Now, another feature I think makes the bathrooms especially trustworthy are the toilets themselves. They are Toto, the same Japanese brand that the Met Museum uses. And they have toilet seat covers that automatically replace themselves before each use. All the fixtures are no-touch, which helps keep things clean. And the list goes on. Recessed lighting, so it's not harshly in your face. Artwork, we have hundreds of paintings of the park done in our artist in residence program. Uh, We change them out so you see beautiful paintings, uh, oil paintings and watercolors of the park on the walls. And then we have classical music playing on um, just the right sound level. Most restaurants have somebody who comes in every 15 minutes and makes sure it's okay. That's the best restaurants, usually less than that. And we have continuous cleaning all day long. A male attendant and a female attendant who are at the vestibule and are available for questions or to guide people in. The restroom attendants are like a mix between a tour guide and a custodian. They're not the kind of attendant you might imagine in a fancy restaurant. They can't accept tips, and they don't, like, dispense soap onto your hand. But they do mop the floors, wipe off the counter, and make sure that the lines that form are tucked away and moving swiftly. They're the human touch that might be the key to making the restroom feel safe and clean for everyone to use. Miss, there's a line. On the day that I uh, visit the facilities, George Daisy III and Kalita Adams are on duty. You're welcome. One second. Come, Miss. Both of them are wearing dark green uniforms with a Bryant Park logo, which helps the public recognize them as employees of the park. The lines aren't long on this Tuesday afternoon, but George and Kalita stand near the entrance and let folks know when there's an open stall. George says he likes to keep things moving. You keep Times Square coming and going. Notice the play on words. (laughs) Yeah, I, I did. I noticed. George has been an attendant here for about a year and a half. He says he thinks of his role as helping provide a service for the people of New York, almost like taking care of a tourist attraction. Not just a regular come and go or touch and go. It's something... Uh, memorable that will stay within the repositories of their minds forever. <laughs> showing story time when they get older. Do you use a lot of other public restrooms in your regular life? 
Yes, some of them are just horror movies. Yeah. Some of them are crime scenes. Um, you don't know what you're gonna get. Sometimes you don't even wanna touch nothing. So this is the best, just like most people say. This is definitely number one in, uh, in my book. In fact, George says he discovered the Bryant Park bathroom just a few years ago, not long before he got this job. He was working for a big bus touring company, and I guess one day, something magical happened. Yeah, it was like Jack and the Beanstalk to me. It disappeared. <laughs> I'm like, okay, this is interesting, but yeah. I know, now yeah. it's like a little secret you get have in your back pocket. Do you ever come by, you know, on the weekends, on your days off? Yes, I'm guilty of that. <laughs> Very guilty of that. I get it. <laughs> Kalita Adams says the same. We know it's a bathroom we work in, but this is a special bathroom. This is one of the top bathrooms. So as you meet your hair and things like, wow, <laughs> you know? This is a good, nice bathroom. This is um, a gem. George and Kalita say that the lines are longest in the summer and over the winter holidays. But they do let pregnant folks, the elderly, and people with disabilities skip the lines. And they meet everyone, from international tourists who want to take their photo to midtown regulars. When they come, they'll be so nice, like, oh, morning, Kalida, you know? We get and that's it. And I got one girl, she come here every morning. Every morning she's here. Really? Every morning she's here. Kalita says that in the five years she's worked here, she's seen it all. Folks from all walks of life, in all mental states, a lot of unhoused folks come by on a regular basis. And she knows them. They chat, they laugh. She says she gets attached to them. Dan Biederman says this kind of kindness is just the best way to handle the public. He knows that working in a space like a park in New York City means, yeah, you'll be dealing with unhoused clients. The homeless who use it come usually early in the morning before there are large lines and they wash up and but we have to kind of limit it to washing to a certain level so the attendants are very kind about it and say you can wash up up to your elbow but you can't take all your clothes off and yeah. wash at our sinks so that's a that's a delicate thing but also one of the aspects of running a public restroom that's well known is you have to confront that issue. Dan says in business school, he never expected to be a bathroom expert. But after so many years running the Bryant Park restroom, he has some strong opinions about how things should be done. We're running the park on top of Salesforce Transit Center in San Francisco. And I just told my team out there, you know, it's a nice restroom. It's reasonably clean, etc. But there should be artwork on the walls and there should be music playing and um, flowers. I mean, hey, doesn't everyone just want a nice place to go? I know I do. Pro tip, if the lines are too long for the Bryant Park bathroom on a hot summer day, try walking south to Greeley Square at 32nd Street. There you can use another public restroom Dan's helped renovate. You might recognize it by the flowers. This episode was reported and produced by me and edited by Gianna Palmer. Our podcast is a co-production of Atlas Obscura and Witness Stocks. The production team includes Amanda McGowan, Johanna Mayer, Dylan Therese, Doug Baldinger, Chris Naka, Camille Stanley, Willis Ryder-Arnold, Manolo Morales, Baudelaire, Gabby Gladney, Tracy Samuelson. Our technical director is Casey Holford. 
This episode was sound designed by me and mixed by Luce Fleming. Our theme and end credit music is by Sam Tyndall. I'm Abigail Keel, and I'll see you in line. Witness Docs from Stitcher. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The world isn't wide enough for those with an insatiable desire for discovery. The all-new 2024 Lincoln Nautilus Hybrid SUV offers the power and freedom to explore further and deeper than ever before. Intuitive, smart features ensure they are always connected to the road ahead. Inside, a thoughtfully designed cabin immerses you in a universe that is all your own. The larger-than-life panoramic display spans the entire width of the cabin. It's customizable and interactive. Drivers can even personalize their backgrounds with a series of nature-inspired themes. This vehicle signals the arrival of an exciting new chapter for Lincoln. Discover more about the 2024 Lincoln Nautilus at Lincoln.com.